Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 6. Sounds like the opening of every other MacGyver episode we've ever watched. Here we see the bald eagle flying through the air, graceful and majestic. Up! Oh, it just got eaten by another bald eagle. Walter, why don't you let me come and help me with your round? Please, Rachel, just keep trying MacGyver and let him know it's serious that I have to talk to him. Uh-huh. Well, let me discuss and meet me at a public hearing tonight. If I'm late, tell him I said black and blue. Black and blue? Just tell him you'll what? understand. Well, the meeting's the date, and don't forget Oh, my God. Oh, no, 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 don't forget. <laughs> I'm feeling so manic all of a sudden. Oh, jeez, and that is the last time we're going to make fun of this episode. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> Welcome to Mullets and Memories, everybody. I'm your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. This is Mullets and Memories, episode 120, Greg. And today we will be discussing MacGyver Season 6, episode 16, There But For The Grace. Now, we gotta preface this by saying, there are episodes that Greg and I sometimes will watch where we can't really take notes. And that's not because we hate what we're watching or because we can't come up with something, but because we are so wrapped up in the story that's happening and taking place that we can't help but not... We just can't take notes. We don't feel like taking notes. And this is one of those episodes. The subject matter is very heavy and very intense, but the creators and the writers and MacGyver, and they, they committed to these parts and they committed to this episode so well that we couldn't help but just sit there and watch this episode so Mm -hmm. we are hoping that this is going to be a regular length episode but there's just there's there's i mean there's a lot to talk about but it's we don't have a lot of notes Right, Over I didn't. I didn't take any notes because I got sucked in. Yeah, and at first I was like, "This is kind of weird. This is wow. This is a choice. Wow, they they stuck with this. This is good." Yeah, and yeah, I was just drawn in. I just wanted to watch it. And, and it's not like this is not like MacGyver's Women, where we stopped taking notes because it was a complete and utter train wreck shit heap. <laughs> this was, I mean. This was just really good. And again, we kind of always tend to shit on like the PSA episodes where like, you know, MacGyver gets on his soapbox about this, 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 mm-hmm. and this. But I don't know. Something about this episode just really There was very little soapboxiness. It no. was more of an experience. I like that. It didn't That's a good way to put preach that. to you, it brought you on a journey. I like that. Yeah. I actually really like that. Thanks. Um, Came out of my brain parts. I appreciate that. I appreciate everything that you do. Uh, and we're out of iced coffee, so I'm really upset, and I'm getting the shakes. Yeah, me too. My, <laughs> so. I'm like, my, I'm like, I'm, I'm realizing that <laughs> my legs are shaking, and I'm like, <sighs> I should probably stop. I'm gonna have another coffee after this. So, just to be clear, it's at least a pint and a half of coffee that we Oh, drank. this was a shit ton of coffee. Absolutely. And it's absolutely delicious. I always have to drink my mason jar coffee. This is a 3 cup mason jar. <laughs> we almost And I probably it. had two and a half cups of <laughs> of coffee <laughs> in one mason jar. Yes. All right, Greg. Hmm. David. Now that we're done talking about iced coffee, <laughs> let's talk uh talk about the episode. Okay. I'm here. So that opening clip you heard was uh so we 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 meet very briefly um, a man named Father Jim. Father Jim. Now, Father Jim works at the Santa Luisa Mission. Uh, it's like a it's it's a church. Uh, it's it's uh, I don't even know what you would refer to it as. It's not. I guess it's it's a mission home. It's it's a ho- it's it's like a community building. It's a community center. And Father Jim is leaving this place rather rather quickly. I think it's fun. It's the one thing I found interesting, though, he's running, he's running out of the front door of the mission with a bag in his hand, right, like a, a satchel, and there are two people standing on the outside. And as he's running past, talking to, I guess his, like his assistant, assist, like his Rachel, assistant, Rachel. Yeah, yeah, Rachel, his assistant, um, talking about, oh, you got to find MacGyver, you got to give him this message. As he's passing these two people that are standing on the sidewalk, he reaches into his bag and gives them food, like a banana and an apple. Yeah, while he's talking and just kind of rushes off. 
keeps talking to Rachel right. and then disappears off into the city. Right. And so so Father Jim, as you just said, Greg, he's handing out food. So one of one of the things that Father Jim does is he takes a nightly round, like around the neighborhood, and he delivers food to the homeless as part of his mission. And like you said, so he says, tell MacGyver black and blue, he'll know what that means, and he runs, and he runs off. And so we, 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 we cut to him kind of running down the street, and he, he runs into another man. His name is Mooney. Mm. And he kind of holds him up. He sticks him up, and he's like, what do you got in that bag? He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't really have any money, but I do have some food, um, if, if you'd like that. And he kind of he goes and reaches into his bag to offer Mooney some food. And as this is happening, another gentleman who comes up behind him drills him off the side of the head with a pipe. with a lead pipe knocks him unconscious and then they drag him through like an opening in like a construction site like a big plywood barricade on a piece of property and they drag him through there and they start rifling through his clothes right start stealing everything right and they they kind of take everything off of him and and as this is happening we we see we see a boy another homeless another homeless boy his name is we 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 learn his name is Danny He's sleeping nearby. He wakes up because he hears the scuffle, and he turns around. He sees this entire scenario mm. go down. He sees he sees Father Jim being assaulted. All of his stuff is taken. So we cut back into I think we're in the mission building again, right? Santa Luisa Mission. Yeah, it's like a it's like a or like a, a meeting hall. There's like a yeah. meeting hall yeah. or something like that. I don't know if it's in the mission. I think it's say say it's in like a gymnasium of a nearby school or something like that. Oh yeah, that's that's cool. So. MacGyver arrives and there's it's a public hearing and so like the local citizens of the town are, are complaining about the homeless problem it's becoming a real issue it's it's ruining the property values of their homes it's causing an increase in crime it's just things aren't going well and they really need to get they want the homeless situation under control mm-hmm. so MacGyver's talking to Rachel and Rachel passes on to MacGyver about Father Jim. Father Jim had mentioned something. He said, he said mm. black and blue before he left. And because Father Jim yeah. has not arrived at the public hearing yet, and MacGyver says, yeah. "Oh, he's late. It's fine. He'll be here. I yeah. wouldn't really worry about it." And Rachel says, "Well, he said black and blue. Is he said something that you would you would know what that means?" And MacGyver's like, "Yeah, that actually, that's a code that he and I used to use back in our hockey days." when we needed to protect each other from what he calls the goons on the league. Mm-hmm. So basically the opposing team, they would usually use this code black and blue that they needed protection. Yeah, so needed some help. Kind of like, huh. And then the, the, the what's her name, Rachel goes, oh, so he needs help then. And like, yeah, and this is when MacGyver's like, maybe? kind. It's like yeah. kind of that maybe, like, I mm-hmm. don't know. And so meanwhile, all the citizens are basically kind of shitting on the homeless. Like, they're calling them low lives. Mm-hmm. They're really coming down hard. Pretty bad, Lynn. There's a whole bunch of people in this in this meeting room, and once you can see it's kind of split like across the aisle. There's like the rich businessmen, kind of looking like well dressed folks, and then there's the uh, the uh, uh, seemingly homeless or you know just not well off folks right. on other side. And they're you know basically they're like yeah they're they're ruining everything, which is super shitty. It's just so, a terrible attitude. <laughs> basically, this scene is to set up the the environment in which this this so there's, there's extreme prejudice being taken out against the homeless community in this in this town. Mm-hmm. So as this is happening, we, we we see somebody come in from the back of the public hearing and comes in and kind of whispers to um, one of the people on the board mm-hmm. who relays the message that Father Jim is in critical condition at the hospital after mm-hmm. being mugged. Yeah. Um, so we cut to the hospital and MacGyver and Rachel are there and they go in to talk to Father Jim and He's very close to death, mm-hmm. but he gets out a few words. He says, Danny, check my papers, mm-hmm. and like, kind of mumbles a few other things to MacGyver right. before they're ushered out of the room. Yeah, the doctor's like, you guys have to leave now. Uh, okay, fine. Bye. Okay, sure. <laughs> okay. So we meet, and this is, I like this. We have a nice little callback. We meet Lieutenant Roan, mm-hmm. who we haven't seen in a couple episodes. Oh, uh, quite a while, I think. He's a that guy. Like He's played a cop. He played the same character a couple. Yeah, I think you're right. It might have even been last It's been season. a long time. I uh, What's the last time we saw him? I can't, I don't know. It's, but I recognized him immediately. I did too. And I don't, again, don't remember the episode. But he had the same kind of attitude, kind of like, I'm a cop. I'm doing my job. Yeah. I, I can do what I can, but I'm not going to really go that much farther and he has that same like you said the attitude like he kind of admits like he's like well we really don't have much to go on with this mugging like we don't know what happens we don't have a lot of access to the homeless community so there's not much we can do there Mm -hmm. so i'm not really sure what you want us to do and as as lieutenant roan is talking uh doctor comes out behind macgyver and rachel and informs them that father jim has passed away simply by saying i'm sorry 
Right. Within like 30 seconds of him leaving Father Jim's side, he's dead. Yeah. And he just tells him right like that I outside, just, outside the nurse's station, which maybe, is a little funny. but it would. I mean, it would have been interesting to see like doctors running in to try to resuscitate him or mm-hmm. something. But no, he's like, yeah, 30 seconds later. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rachel immediately starts crying. And it's very upsetting because then we cut to the, we cut to the funeral. Mm-hmm. And we meet a man named Aaron Sandler. He's just a local businessman, and he expresses his condolences to MacGyver and to Rachel. And he's like, you know, I've just I just met Father Jim, and we we started working together. And one of the things that I would would have liked to have done with him is we've been trying to find employment for homeless people mm-hmm. at at Sandler. Uh, Sandler has a plant. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, we were really trying to find employment for all the homeless people. Yeah, fine. So we see a bunch of Father Jim's friends and the homeless people, and a few of them are like serving as pallbearers. And um, one of the men is clearly taking this very hard. His name is Doc. Mm-hmm. Rachel points him out to MacGyver, and he was one of the he was one of Father Jim's very closest friends. And there was another boy whose name was Danny, who we saw, who's the one who kind of witnessed this whole. I don't event think he happening. was there. I don't think Danny was there. Was he? Was Danny there yet? I don't think he was. Oh, well, maybe he wasn't. I don't think Danny was there. That, but um. No one pointed this out. However, they did. The camera did focus on one of the guys that mugged. It was Mooney? That's right. They focused on Mooney. That's right. You're right. He, yes. Mooney was there. Okay. For whatever reason, he was there. Okay. That, I think only for the fact that I don't know. I don't know why he was there. To yeah, be honest, it was it was an interesting choice. But MacGyver kind of explains to Rachel, like, "Hey, the police don't really want to help the homeless, and the homeless don't really trust any outsiders." And Rachel's like, "Well, what are we going to do?" And Max's like, ah, "Well, who are they talking?" And well, basically, she's like, "They don't talk to the police." And MacGyver's like, "Well, who do they talk to?" And she, they all just kind of, they both kind of look because you see, they're all the friends of of Docs, and and they're all just kind of gathered around outside, and they're talking to each other. Right, and you can see like the light bulb go off. It's like, oh, I've got to, I've got to become homeless to get into their circle. Right, because the next scene we get is we're under the bridge, mm-hmm. and we see MacGyver from afar, kind of like shuffling through this community, and he's now posing. As a homeless man named Grazer. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, well, interesting, because everyone has seen him just outside this church wearing a suit and tie. Yeah. So, but he's he's adopted this Brooklyn accent, so he's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's kind of acting kind of like a tough guy a little bit. Not really tough guy, but kind of down on his luck, but with a good spirit. Yeah. You know. You know. Absolutely, absolutely, and so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say, yeah, yeah. He reminded me. Have you ever seen Polar Express? Oh yeah. He reminded yes. me of Tom Hanks's hobo character. Yes, the hobo character on the roof. That's great. Absolutely. That's exactly. That's what he was. Maybe that was where they got the inspiration for the hobo in Polar Express. I don't know. It was for MacGyver. MacGyver Grazer. Grazer oh MacGyver. God. Yes, I know. <laughs> um. So MacGyver's just you know he's shuffling around and we do we get another weird cut to Mooney mm-hmm. in in the in the under the bridge under the bridge downtown yeah. yeah he's just he happens to be there right and he just you know it it so MacGyver's looking for Doc and Mooney's there and it, they just show that Mooney's there that's really it and that he sees MacGyver and at this point you you made you made a point that MacGyver was at the funeral dressed. In a tux, not tuxedo, but suit and tie, suit and tie, yeah, um, shit tight, and um, <laughs> and he's like, well, everybody sees him there as MacGyver with a suit and tie on, right? And so now maybe maybe Mooney's identifying him, but not it never really goes that it's far. It's never revealed because well, I won't get into the next time we see Mooney, but yeah, it's never really brought forth mm-hmm. why they keep kind of like shuffling in on Mooney here. It, it was good tension though cuz I was like Mooney's going to do something. Yeah, I thought I was, it was I was nervous the entire time because Mooney was there. Absolutely. So MacGyver eventually finds Doc in his box. Um <laughs> Doc's box. Doc's box. And he sees a photo of like of Doc and Father Jim together and so Doc Doc's there and he's like and he kind of attacks MacGyver like mm-hmm. he Drills him to the ground. He's like, I need to know what you want. Then he holds like a scythe in the back of his head. He's got like, what do you call a Walking Dead? <laughs> like, it looks like a, it's a freaking melee weapon. It's a stick with a blade on it. Like, yeah, I don't. There's a name for it, but it's like a farming implement, and I don't know what it was. But Absolutely. it was just there. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. So he attacks MacGyver and brings him to the ground. But then Doc starts like having this panic attack, and he starts like losing breath, and he's clearly having an asthma attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, MacGyver does eventually get him to calm down he's like listen father jim 
Father Jim told me to find you. Find you here. And he's a, and he starts talking at this accent again. Well, that's that's the so I think it's interesting. So what why I like this episode so much is that MacGyver committed to this character all the way through. Yeah. So it's like when he becomes Dexter. Yeah. You know, I I was like, that's cool, but this is like homeless MacGyver as as um oh god what was as Dexter as, no 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 oh. well I was like wouldn't it be interesting if MacGyver played homeless Dexter like it's cracked, Dexter the cracked he, glasses right cracked glasses <laughs> dirty Letterman jacket you know like what if Dexter was homeless I was like that would be interesting right but no MacGyver plays um what's his name Grazer again? Grazer Grazer McGrazer McGrazer he introduces himself as Mick Grazer <laughs> yeah so anyway Grazer um but he commits to the Grazer character. All the way through. Even, yeah. And so he's like, he's asking Doc questions as Grazer, like, he, but direct stuff, like, which is interesting. So he sees a photo of Doc, and you can tell it's a, a photo of Doc and, and Father Jim when Doc was in a better place. Yeah. He's dressed well. You can see he's put together, and he knows something has happened in the meantime. But anyway, he's, he's basically explaining to Doc, I was with Father Jim when he died. So. Right. But Grazer's saying he was with Father Jim, but he was actually MacGyver. But anyway, right. he's saying the correct information, but as Grazer. But I as, just thought it was really interesting. It, I, it was good. It was very well done. Like, and I just, so like, Grazer was at Jim's deathbed. When it was actually MacGyver. Yeah, and it, he, was, it was a nice commitment. I thought, I thought they did a nice job carrying it on. So uh, MacGyver mentions that you know Father Jim told him to find Doc, and he, and he also mentions, like, he also told me to, he, he mentioned a boy named Danny, mm-hmm. and Doc does eventually lead MacGyver over to Danny, but kind of warns MacGyver. He's like, listen, he's got a history of mental problems mm-hmm. and mental issues. Danny does not talk. Um, yeah. He will not talk. Um, and again, but it's interesting, though, because Doc explained that he used to teach. He used to be a teacher. Yes. You, get, you don't get much information right now. But he says, Danny has been unusually... He's like he he left where he was supposed to be. Like they they let him out of whatever you know rehab he was in right. too soon. He fell through the cracks. Um, and but ever since Father Jim has died, like the past three days, he's been acting really weird, like excessively right. solitary. Yes, and he's very skittish. So just like that's going on. We don't know exactly why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they do they do they do eventually meet Danny. And Doc introduces the two of them, and Doc kind of stops and says, "Oh, I've got to go. I've got an appointment." And he he runs off. So MacGyver tries slowly to not really. He's I don't want to say he tries to befriend him, but he really tries to just like ease into this conversation. And but as as the character, as Grazer, yes. Yeah. And so Danny really doesn't want to say anything. He barely acknowledges that that MacGyver is doing anything macgyver even you know offers him some food he gives him a banana and danny almost takes it but then stops and refuses it and kind of like retreats back yeah curl- he's like he's like sitting like knees to his chest like just super like protective yeah himself. yeah and so freaked Ma- out so macgyver leaves his bag and he leaves the banana there and he gets up and he leaves and he goes back to doc he's looking for doc because doc's like i have an appointment and macgyver said well can't you stay he's like no no i can't be late i can't miss this right and so after dealing with Danny for a few minutes, and then he goes looking for Doc. He's like, I need, I need help. <laughs> right. And so he sees Doc like a little ways away from his box. I, I hate that I keep... But he's talking to a younger woman. Doc is talking to this, this, this young woman. She leaves. Doc comes back and sees MacGyver and tells MacGyver that that woman was his daughter. Yeah. His daughter, Allison. She comes to visit him once a week, even though Allison's mother does not approve of Allison going to visit him. Mm-hmm. So the stress of this whole situation, like he brings on another quick asthma attack and he calms down pretty quickly. And he, this is where the story comes out that he used to be a very well-respected, well-paid English teacher. He had a home, he had a great family life, and then they don't explain what happened, but apparently he had a breakdown. Mm. He had a pretty significant mental breakdown. Couldn't afford the medical bills. He lost everything in his house. His wife divorced him. And then he ended up right out on the streets, right? Which is terrible, absolutely. Because like, okay, aside from having a breakdown, which in and of itself must be very difficult, yeah. 
his family, well, his wife bailed on him for whatever reason. Right. And that sucks. Yeah. It's it's terrible. Like, a very, not, she didn't support it. Yeah. She was just, you know, we're not, it's not, was not one of those, like, we're going to get through this together. But it was also interesting. This is not, this isn't a preachy point, but this brings it to the taking you on the journey. I was so engrossed with Doc's story. Yeah. That it's like, that's how you, be, that's how you can become homeless. Yeah, something that that innocuous, perhaps that certain things line up, it doesn't work, and then you can't have a job. Your support structure goes away, and then you're living in a box under a bridge. Absolutely, and it's like that. I think why what made this episode strong is that it didn't preach to you; it showed you. And I, I was like, beautiful. I was like, this is good. That's perfect. Absolutely. And it, this is so. Now we get like probably, in my opinion, one of the best scenes of the episode. So. We've got MacGyver as Grazer. McGrazer. <laughs> he <laughs> goes back say. he goes back to Danny later that night after he's been foraging for food. He gets all this food out of the fields, like vegetables and stuff like that. And he's like really trying to warm Danny up and he's getting him really happy about like he's like, All this food out here in the fields, it's all free. Well, that's the thing that's interesting. They're they're in the middle of a city. I don't really know what he was foraging or where these yeah. fields were. Or what the food was. I mean I maybe mushrooms. You have, that's I what mean, I thought. I assumed maybe mushrooms. The but thing is with mushrooms, if you choose the wrong wrong one you're dead right so or you trip for four days well, i don't know I mean, but macgyver probably knows his wild vegetables right which is interesting <laughs> though so he he was saying i just foraged all this stuff around here and it's good and, and it's free here it is it's free yeah but he did he did it as grazes like yeah i found all this food around i don't know but so i love this scene so macgyver starts talking about macgyver <laughs> i hate mcgrazer grazer starts relaying the story to danny about how his grandfather's name who's harry so we have grazer relaying these stories about grandpa harry Mm -hmm. and so then he goes into this imitation of harry yeah and i love this realization that when macgyver starts talking as harry that he's like oh that's where i got my nickname so he starts talking to harry he starts talking to danny as harry and he's like oh my my grandfather used to tell me he's like bud Bud, you just you just always go grazing, like and yeah. just the way he said Gra- 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 grazer. That's where my nickname came from, and then <laughs> it was just a really cool scene because like MacGyver, he was like, he always called me Bud. Like yeah. he always called me Bud. I don't know why. You know, yeah. It, it was just a really sweet. Now at the at this point, the actor that played Harry had, was he still alive? I believe he had just passed away, like really recently after this Cause, episode. Because I'm just because uh, I would be saying, you know, maybe that was kind of a nod to it because he he imitated him perfectly oh it was it was absolutely fantastic um and so yeah he's relaying the story about his grandfather and it's just a really nice scene and danny starts to kind of like warm up to macgyver as macgyver's cooking this meal and danny notices on the newspaper that's sitting in front of him that there's a photo of father jim's funeral Mm -hmm. and he panics like he drops the paper and like retreats back into that fetal position knees up arms up and and macgyver was like, oh, hey, whoa, like, what's what's going on? And mm. he deduces that Danny had recognized one of the men in that photo f- as one of the men from the mugging. And, and in, in, in this phenomenal scene, Danny mimes out the explanation of the entire scenario. I know, without saying a word, MacGyver coaxes this information from Danny. And, and this is the thing, as an audience member... We know what happened, but I was drawn in like it was new information as MacGyver and Danny were doing this scene. Yes. I was like, holy shit, this is great. Yeah. So well done. Yeah. So like he mimes the whole thing about um, that there was a second man there uh, aside from Mooney and that both of these men were driven away by a third man in an expensive car. Mm-hmm. So MacGyver is able to put this whole thing together with Danny's hand movements in front of them. It was just a fantastic yeah. scene. And, of- I, and I just want to make a point, too, that this scene was probably five minutes long. Oh, it went on stop. But I was wrapped. Yeah. And I love it because at the end. MacGyver like grabs Danny's hands and he's like oh my god you did it you did it you told that like just congratulatory like this kid probably doesn't see that ever and never saw it and so here's MacGyver just like congratulating this kid for like you gave me exactly what I needed and this is amazing and it was just such a great great scene and a great thing so John Anderson actually had not passed away at this point okay he died August of 92 Hmm. so it was actually after the series wrapped so shortly after it wrapped he passed away um so Doc finds them after this whole moment happens, and he and he he talks about this guy named Mooney and how Mooney is he, he was an ex-con. He's kind of known for causing like, trouble. Yeah, he's bad news. Stay away from so, him. So you know, get away from him. 
And so MacGyver convinces him, Doc, to go through Father Jim's papers, like all the papers and all of this. And he's like, use your knowledge and your experience to see if you can find anything useful. Mm-hmm. And Doc's like, great. This yeah, is okay. great. This is like research, it. like researching for a term paper. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be happy to do this. So Doc gets to work. And MacGyver starts like searching the streets and he's looking for Mooney, trying to figure out what he can do. And he gets to the end of the community and he sees off in the distance two men, mm-hmm. clearly in the middle of a scuffle. One of them stabs the other one in the stomach, pulls the knife and runs. Yeah. MacGyver runs over to figure out what it is and realizes that the man on the ground is Mooney, who's just been stabbed mm. by, we see that it was that second man uh-huh. at Father Jim's mugging. He runs after this guy. I think his name is Riker. I think we get that once in the episode. I, I didn't even catch it. I think, we, I think his name is Riker. Mm. So he chases him into an alleyway. And like the best way, so like Riker's, McGrazer look, looks at, McGrazer checks <laughs> yeah. out Mooney. And then you see a shot from the alleyway where Riker is walking away, and then MacGyver like comes out way in the background, and he's like he's wearing like this this oversized coat. He's like all bundled up, and he's like you know tattered clothes, and he looks pretty menacing. Yeah, Riker kind of turns around and sees MacGyver walking fast, and Riker starts running. Then MacGyver starts booking after him. Yeah, really great. It was a cool little chase scene. So good chasing. Riker jumps up over a fence, then MacGyver jumps up over behind him. Riker hits the ground. I think MacGyver does. He land on top of him no, or like just behind lands him. behind him and they they land both of them in front of a security guard now it is very clear as we learned from the beginning that the modern public or mm. the you know general public do not like the homeless yeah and it is very clear in this scene so the security guard who sees Riker, who's dressed not terribly but he yeah, certainly leather jacket he doesn't, jacket. He doesn't appear put as a homeless person and he sees macgyver who's obviously still dressed as his character Believes Riker immediately. Well, Riker Riker's says, like, "Yeah, Riker gives this story that like this man attacked me. He tried to hurt me. He did this." And MacGyver's like, "This isn't true. I just watched this guy stab somebody and, in and an the, alley." The security guards holding them both at gunpoint with a with a Rottweiler holding them back. Yeah, and he points to Riker. The security guard points to Riker and says, "You go call the police." I'll keep an eye on this guy. And Mac just is like, what it's the like, fuck? He's like, what the shit? He's <laughs> like, I just saw him stab somebody. And what was the name he called him? Like Bumble, 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 but something Bumble, but Bumble washer or, or something yeah. like the security guards. Like, did you hear me? Bumble wash or Bumble beats or <laughs> Bumble beats, Bumble shower. I don't know. It, <laughs> it sounded like that. Bumble shower. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. I know. And um, MacGyver was like clearly bullshit and let Riker go. Yeah. And I, I guess he he probably didn't even call the cops. He probably just bailed. Oh, I'm sure he he went through that door and just went out the other end. I know and ran. Um, so it it set the precedent that the and this guy wasn't, I, I, he wasn't a police officer. He was a security guard at this building. But right, it was the same sort of deal. Like yeah, the prejudice, and you and that's another thing. As an audience member, you felt it, and you're like, hey, this is bullshit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So. The next day, the whole situation gets cleared up. MacGyver gets you know bailed out. He, everything's all set. Roan shows up and gets MacGyver out of jail. And he explains that with Mooney dying, the department has closed the case. And MacGyver's like, wait, what? It's not the guy that killed him. He's like, well, Mooney had Father Jim's shoes and everything, which doesn't make sense because Mooney was like a foot taller than Yeah, Mooney. he's like his shoes, his coat, his wallet, his shirt, like all that. He basically just took Father Jim's clothes right. and his wallet and bailed. Yeah, and uh, he's like, and then he was killed senselessly. So that yeah. wraps it all up. It's all done. MacGyver's like, no, because I saw him get murdered. Right. And I have an eyewitness account. And 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 uh, Roan. Roan's like, oh, oh, really? Oh, that's great. But then MacGyver says... Yeah, but he won't be. You won't be able to be a reliable witness because he he's you know he's ill and he yeah. won't speak. <laughs> right. That's the testimony's not going to work really in court, and yeah. he won't give us solid evidence. He's not he's a not, reliable witness. He's not going to talk. Right. So MacGyver gets out and he heads out of the station house, and he goes back onto the streets, and we see Riker is watching him from across the street with his accomplice in the car, and so this is the man who kind of set up this whole murder for father jim and we find out that it's aaron sandler the man from the beginning who offered his condolences and we you you mentioned something too like he just already you give that air you see him he's like that guy you just 
you see him and you're I, like, I've he's seen gonna... him in other uh, other shows, TV shows. I forget the actor's name, but yeah. he just has this smarmy kind yeah. of shitbird. But he's sort also of that appearance. type of character in these shows where you see them in the beginning and then they disappear for a while, and then all of a sudden they're just you you know that something else is going on with them because if they, you show up for like a minute yeah. and then disappear for a good chunk because we're already a half hour into the episode and we haven't seen him in 25 minutes yeah you know that there's something going on with this guy and so it's it's clearly so it's sandler he's working with Riker, and um sandler recognizes macgyver from the funeral mm-hmm. and he tells Riker to kind of just let's let's go ahead and take care of this let's, yeah. let's get him let's get him out of the picture so MacGyver goes back to the St. Louisa mission, and he's meeting with Doc, and Rachel's there, and this is this is where I almost lost it, and you did too. So Rachel's there talking to Doc, and MacGyver walks in and starts taking his coat off, and Rachel says, but "Oh, he, Mac- he, but he's dressed as Grazer. He's dressed as Grazer, and Rachel comes in, and or MacGyver walks in, and Rachel calls him out. Oh, MacGyver, I'm so glad you're here. And Doc stops and goes, MacGyver, yeah." He, just called you MacGyver, and Max like, ah, shit. He drops the accent immediately, and then Rachel's like, oh my, did I just screw everything? Like, yeah, you did. <laughs> yep, you did. Yeah. So Doc like starts having another asthma attack. MacGyver pulls on the MacGyver charm, uh-huh. and basically like is able to get Doc to calm down, and basically tells him like, we. MacGyver and me, like Doc, you and I, we were both friends of Father Jim, and he's like, listen. Regardless of where I live, where you live, how much money we both have, whatever, regardless of all of that, we both have the same motive. Hmm. We want to find out who killed Father Jim. Yeah. And, and but when, Father Jim was upset that he was he he lied and was trying to pretend to be homeless when yeah. he wasn't. He's like that's the only way I could get in. That's the only way I could talk to you. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't trust us. So I needed that and right now I need you, Doc. And I love this cuz Doc's like you need me? I was yeah. like, oh, God, so good. I know, Doc. It was so good. And so Doc shows MacGyver all the stuff that he's found. And so Rachel, at this point, somebody has come in and told Rachel that there's a visitor who needs to speak to her. And she goes out, and it's Sandler, who has now told Rachel, oh, I have a great idea for how we can help the homeless. This is going to be wonderful. And so we cut back to Father Jim, or not Father Jim, we cut back to Doc, who's gone through the files and he's showing MacGyver what he's found. And so the story is is that apparently the mental hospital where Danny was being kept initially before he left or before he yeah before he left um his name was kept there his name was listed as a patient after he left mm-hmm. and so the files show that the the owner of this mental hospital is a man named Ruder he he did the same thing with hundreds of other discharged patients yeah, so his, his name was kept on the books. Kept their files active. And was still getting paid for them, but just pocketing the money. Right. Kind of a shitty thing to do. <laughs> super shitty. <laughs> super shitty shitty shoe. So, so Dr. Kessler apparently is the woman who ran this hospital that Danny was at. Um, so according to Dr. Kessler, Reuter would buy the hospitals really cheap, then use these hospitals to run these scams. And apparently he's done this... And you know, so many times, but just changes his name, so there are no photos. There's no description of Reuter, right? Then, then they'd say there'd be a, a fire or some, some yeah. accident at the hospital, and then they'd close him and he'd bail, right? And then he'd just go to another hospital and do the same thing. And so we learn that this is kind of what he's trying to do with this mission. And MacGyver continues to have Doc like look for more information. So Mac is going to head to the library. Because he's going to maybe check to see if there are any photos of Reuter or Sandler or, or anybody. Mm-hmm. So in the hall, Sandler offers Rachel a major donation. Like, it's a huge check. We don't know how much it is, but apparently it's enough that Rachel's, like, really excited that this yeah. is going to really help the mission. And they run and see MacGyver as he's getting ready to leave. And um, Rachel tells Sandler that MacGyver is actually working with Danny to identify these killers or, or uh, she just volunteers it she's like yeah oh and by the way we have one of our one of our you know young men danny th- thinks uh, you know thinks he saw right you know more than one person like she basically she she spills all of the information to sadler granted she doesn't know that sadler's a cock right um right but uh just like doesn't protect anybody no 
Absolutely not. So she 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 revealed MacGyver's identity, right? And then she's also identifying Danny as an eyewitness. Because then Sandler's like, "Oh, really? Yeah, really? Okay." So, and then he gets he has this thought in his head, and he goes, "Well, I'm willing to offer you a truckload of warm coats for the homeless community mm-hmm. if you can round up all of mm-hmm. the people in the homeless community, including Danny." Yeah. And then like we kind of cut to that like an hour later, and. The homeless community is there, like, going through all the coats. Yeah, he brought, like, he's like, I'll have a truck here in an hour. Right. And so, in between this, we get a shot of MacGyver at the hospital. uh, Not the hospital. He's at the library. And he's looking through newspapers, and he's looking through these photos, and he does, he comes across a newspaper article that names out a man called Reuter. And he looks at the picture of Reuter, and he goes, oh, and he confirms that it's actually Sandler. Do you think his first name is Roto? Roto Reuter? I think, I hope so. I really hope it's Roto Reuter. So yeah, he confirms that it's actually Sandler based on this photo, and so he takes the picture and he leaves. And Danny arrives at the community house, at the mission, with all the coats, and immediately Rachel goes, oh, and that's Danny. That's the one who who has who knows exactly what happened. Right, and Sandler's like, oh, okay. Well, let me take this coat over to him right Hi, now. Hi, Danny. Nice to meet you. Here, try this coat on. It looks like it'll fit perfectly. Ooh. Yeah, he's just a smarmy dink. He is. Okay, so the, here's here's okay. So MacGyver leaves the library, and Riker immediately just like ambushes him and takes him to like a nearby abandoned construction site, mm-hmm. assuming he's going to kill him. So he's walking him there at gunpoint, and he walks him through, and MacGyver like kind of ducks under a scaffold rail, but turns around and drills the scaffold rail mm-hmm. right into Riker's nose. Right, boom, knocks him, crushes him to the ground, and he's like, oh, yeah. drops his gun, and then MacGyver, so he falls down on the ground I face first, like kind of sprawled out face first, Yeah, and MacGyver jumps on his back and like, grabs the gun, but like awkwardly, and he looks at the gun, he's like, Nyeh. and then... Kind of tosses it aside, then finger pistols him in the back Don't of the move. head. Don't move. Don't you move. <laughs> and all great. this time, though, I'm just worried that someone's going to see it and, and the same thing's going to happen again. Like MacGyver's going to be um, seen as as a grazer and, and be arrested again. Right. But anyway, so he's looking around. He's looking for a way to tie this guy up. And he sees some rope on the side, but it's too thick. It's like almost like mooring line. It's like super yeah. thick rope. And he looks at it. He's like, damn it, I can't use this. Right. But under the, all that heavy rope is a nail gun. Yeah, or a staple gun, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he looks at it. And he, I, was, I thought he was going to tie him up with the the air hose. Yep. But no, he proceeds to staple him down to the the plywood flooring. Right. With his through his leather jacket. It's great. I was like, that's amazing. It's amazing. They took a little bit too long on the scene. <laughs> I got the idea, but yeah, like he proceeds that's... to go around his his whole body and staples him to the ground. And they showed probably eighty percent of the staples going in. And I'm <laughs> I like, know. We could have seen like three staples and gotten the gist of yeah. what he was trying to do. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. Like oh, that was, awesome. was really funny. It was really cool. So MacGyver goes back to the mission in enough time to have to see Rachel and Rachel explains that like Danny has left with Sandler mm. and MacGyver's like oh shit um Sandler is Ruder he's the one who has been collecting all this money for all these years he's the shithead who's yeah. going to do the same thing right now <laughs> he's doing it again so he tells Doc and Rachel to go call the police and MacGyver goes after them he chases down Sandler and Danny, not in a car, oh. not on foot, no, but on a Vespa. <laughs> Fucking yes. <laughs> MacGyver gets on a Vespa. With like an apple box on the back. <laughs> like It looks like an apple crate. I loved it. It was such a great moment of just like MacGyver. And yeah, with this, this, big, like, this big coat. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty it's awesome. It's a great shot. Um, so Sandler takes Danny to his manufacturing plant, which looks like a cannery, but it's not. Well, <laughs> it's a toilet factory. It's a, yeah, it's a toilet factory, which is, I think is great. So here's my question. So if Danny trusts no one, and it took MacGyver a lot of time and effort mm-hmm. to instill this trust, how did he so willingly get in the car with Sandler? Well, MacGyver didn't give Danny a brand new coat. Oh, I guess that's true. That's true. And have that smarmy mustache. So Sandler... Slash Roots, Rooter, um, probably just knows how to get in touch with the homeless community. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he touches them. (laughs) So they get inside the toilet plant. (laughs) Okay. It's a toilet plant. It is. It really (laughs) is. He manufactures toilets. There are toilets on racks all over the place in various stages of completion. Yeah. So Sandler pulls out of his breast pocket the knife, and he offers it 
to Mooney, not to Mooney, he offers it to Danny as a souvenir, and he explains that this is the weapon that was used to punish the man who killed Father Jim. So basically, this is the thing that was used to stab Mooney. Yeah. Mooney is the one who was is being set up as the one who killed Father Jim. So he's like, this is the knife. This is a souvenir for you, Danny, as the weapon that was used to punish the man who killed Father Jim. And Danny starts to take it. Obviously, the point is, is that Danny's fingerprints are going to get on it. Frame Danny for the murder. Mm-hmm. MacGyver comes in at this point and tells him immediately, like, don't do yeah. that. He jumps in amongst the toilets. <laughs> says, don't, Danny, don't pick it up. And so Sandler turns around and starts talking to MacGyver. And you see Sandler's hand go behind him and, like, kind of pulls his coat up. And Danny sees that there's a gun in his belt and that Sandler's going to reach for the gun to shoot MacGyver. And I like this because Danny kind of overcomes that speech issue mm-hmm. like his non-speech and just yells one word and just screams gun right and it's enough for macgyver to duck and dive out of the way for cover as sadler starts shooting toilets it's sad yeah he starts destroying all of his toilets so this is another fun little macgyverism so this is one of my <laughs> one of my favorites is i haven't talked about this in a while but you know we we know that macgyver has a tendency to like lick and taste things without <laughs> knowing what they are so yes. he walks over and it's clearly there's a gas line in this plant. And so he leans over, he turns the gas line on and like sticks his nose in the gas line and just, <laughs> yeah, that's gas. Yes. Yeah, uh. Sniffs the gas line. It'd be, yeah. It's just, this is just MacGyver through and through. He just does shit recklessly. It's just, awesome. Like, sniffs, shoving freaking gas up his nose. <laughs> it's like, ooh, it's good stuff. So he takes a rubber glove and he, and he, and he takes a rubber band and he attaches the rubber glove to the gas valve. Mm-hmm. He opens the gas line, which inflates the glove to a certain point, then he shuts the gas off and leaves it there inflated, and then hangs a light bulb just above but behind the glove, and he walks away. It's like a work light. That's why there's a light bulb. It's just a, yeah, not a random light no, bulb. That's right. And he turns it yeah, on. He turns it on. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I tend to cut corners when I when I talk over these things, and that's why I have you here because, oh, because I you like, keep things in it. It's like, why would there just be a why would he hang a light bulb keep, there? It's not gonna do anything. You keep people from getting really confused. Because <laughs> if it were just me, I would talk about these and just leave key plot points out. You'd jump all over the throughout. place. Yeah, it would be but it you, would be the terrible. thing is though, David, you get all the characters' names correct. That's true, because well, I have the list in front of me. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> ever. I so he ducks behind these shelves. And he finds these toilets that have not quite set. They're like it's just they're, it's wet clay mm. that these toilets and they're not set. So he like he digs in and he like breaks off little pieces of the clay and like makes them into tiny little balls. And Sandler comes by and he sees the glove and he kind of like cocks his head and he's like, well, "That's weird." I don't yeah, remember. doesn't I, I don't do remember, anything. I don't about remember it. leaving that there. Just sees his, <laughs> just see you know when you make a, a chicken out of a surgical glove, right? It's yeah. that. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Only it's a big orange it's a little, like industrial like, rubber glove. fingers like sticking out the top. Right, and a light bulb in this gigantic orange glove. So MacGyver throws the clay, and he's, the, the point is it's going to hit the light bulb and shatter over the glass, over the glove, and break. But he, only, he misses it on the first try. And so he misses it, and Sandler sees MacGyver do it, opens fire, breaks another toilet. Yeah. MacGyver yeah. goes down and hides and does one last shot, whips the clay back over, shatters the bulb, the glass from the bulb hits the glove, which then sparks the gas to basically explode, and it blows Sandler back. Yeah, the, the, the light bulb with the open filament and the opened, the, the severed glove right. just kaboom, just blows up. Knocks him unconscious. Danny kind of like cowers over in a corner. He's really scared of what's just happened. And MacGyver runs over and he's like, listen, he's not going to hurt anyone again. That's you're okay. This is going to be fine. But he doesn't tie Sandler up. No. I mean, I'm imagining Sandler's now under all this broken glass from the toilets. That's, it wasn't that much. He just kind of really was blown into a shelf and that's it. Yeah. It was a good blow up though. It was. It was definitely a good explosion. Mm-hmm. So we cut back for the finale of the episode and we're, we're back at the mission. And MacGyver and Rachel and Doc... Are, are saying goodbye to Danny because Danny has now been brought back. He's bringing he's being brought back to the hospital that he was discharged from. Yeah, and it's nice because he has a little moment and he says thank you to MacGyver. Mm-hmm. It's a very quick little thank you. MacGyver kind of like shakes his hand and sees him off. And Allison is there. Doc's daughter is there, and they're going inside for a proper visit. And so kind of everything's being mm-hmm. tied up nicely again. Um. Rachel assures Doc, like, tells Doc, like, listen, you're going to help carry on Father Jim's work. You're really going to help do, do do a good job here. So Doc goes inside, 
and Rachel gets ready to thank MacGyver, and we um, we, we close out with with a a sweet heartwarming little scene. You gave Doc and Danny a new chance at life, MacGyver. Well, I still can't help but wonder about those people out there that fall through that so-called safety net. It's just a sad fact of life today. What can you do? Refuse to accept it. That's freeze, right. freeze frame on MacGyver's straight face. Like, yeah, good stone job. Stone face MacGyver. It's beautiful. Thank you, MacGyver. Thank you. Thank you, MacGyver, for six and a half wonderful seasons. Yeah. Except we're not done yet because we have 19 episodes left. <laughs> ah. And so that's where we close it out. Now, I won't say that this was... I mean, it was a really good episode, but I'm giving it this rating because of the level of commitment that they put forth into this episode. Yeah. Like, you know? Like this one... Uh, we enjoy watching these, and the, we the, uh, really I didn't feel like I I could be justified in poking excessive fun at anything. Yeah, there really wasn't. I just it was just good. It was like if you made this into a movie. Yeah, it would be like that's a that's a pretty powerful movie, or it could be. Absolutely, it was it was well done. I don't know. It was kind of an anomaly in the MacGyver world to get something that's this. It was well put together. I think so. I, I, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely, I, I would agree with that. So I, I'm going to break it down here. So I gave a mullet to Mac infiltrating the homeless community and kind of committing to it and keeping that for most of the episode. I gave Danny a mullet. I just thought it was a good mm. it was a good character, very well, well-developed character. I also gave Doc a mullet because yeah. you got two secondary characters who are pretty well-developed and just seem to work really well with MacGyver. Um, I gave Mac on a Vespa. Okay. A mullet. Yeah. And then I gave this that whole plot of Rooters another mullet. I just thought it was insane. Oh, it's really? It's insane plot. Like okay. he does this over and over and over again. I don't know. It just seemed kind of it's really shitty, obviously, but like completely insane. Like he, he goes forth like he burns down these hospitals just so he can bail, keep the money, and go what to another dick. hospital. I mean, I get, and again, these are just like I'm having fun with these mullets, but honestly, like it deserves all five of these. It does. For yeah. sure. No questions. So for me, uh, very similar. I gave one mullet for Homeless Mac because um, his character of Grazer was pretty good. was very good, in fact, um, and was just you know fun to watch. Yep. Um, a mullet for Danny because it was a great character with only two lines in the whole episode. Yeah. Uh, but a main character, so it was great. Um, oddly enough, I gave a mullet for the Toilet Factory. <laughs> Because it it could have been anything else, but it was very specifically <laughs> toilet. Yeah, that's absolutely. And it, he needed the clay from the toilet to make his MacGyverism work. Right. So <laughs> it was just a, an interesting choice, and I thought I liked that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next one, uh, kind of, I initially was I gave one mullet for the long scenes, but then as we were just talking, I really liked the fact that he stapled someone to the ground. Yes. Yeah. So. One mullet for the long scene slash stapling what's his name to the f- to the floor Riker. So stapling Riker. Yeah, I thought that was good. And my last mullet's for Doc because he was an amazing character as well. So that's five. Yeah. Um. It was a solid. I, I was. It's definitely. You know, if it's one that I I don't know if I'd watch it actively again, like pick it. Right. But if if it was on, I don't think I wouldn't turn it on. I wouldn't switch it. Like, no. It was good. Absolutely. Yeah. It it uh it. It delivered its message to me in a very relatable way. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. No, it was it was it was a fantastic episode. Um, I don't think there's much more to say about it. No. So, are you ready to see Pete back in action? I do have something to say though. What do you got to this say? This is so. This is something from last week. Okay. Um, I totally forgot to bring it up at the end of last episode. Yep. Um, when we were talking about what does high control mean. Yeah. The episode last week, if anyone remembers, was high control. And Dave <sighs> was talking about what the hell does that episode title mean? I should have mentioned this, but I know what you're going to say. And I said, I, I, I think I know what it means. So what were they trying to stop in last episode from getting on the streets? Well, what's her face? Freaking. What's her name? What the hell's her name? Wow. I am a. McGillicuddy, um, M, M. Starts with Montana. M. Yeah. Montana mentions and says high control when she's talking to Earl about that position 
in uh, she mentions it in the position of like a high control position that she's going to be in i think or something like that okay but what were you going to say i was going to say they were stopping uh uh, they were trying to stop uh, crystal uh, meth from getting on the streets. Yeah, which makes people high. <laughs> yeah, so they're controlling the high. Isn't that stupid? I nope. I like that better. High control. It's a high control. Controlling <laughs> your high. Absolutely. So that was a little digression. Uh, back to what's coming up next. So week. yeah, are you ready to see Pete back in action? Oh, I am so ready to Hopefully. see Pete. So the next episode is season six, episode seventeen, Blind Faith. While suffering from glaucoma. Pete tries to help an old friend expose the mass murder of innocent citizens in her Latin American country. Wow. So what I'm noticing here is a trend with these episodes where there's like, it's like a one-on, one-off episode. Yeah. So we've got like the one-on PSA, then we've got the one-off, which is this one. And then the one before this episode mm-hmm. was Earl and Montana. Didn't really have anything to do with no PSAs. And right. then the one before that... I believe was a borderline PSA episode again, was it not? I don't remember. It was the it was the episode with Rufus Dickford. <laughs> oh, Dickford Rufus. Dickford Axford. Oh, well that really that was Eye of Osiris. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a PSA. Oh sure. Yeah. Okay, fine. So my theory sucks. Yep. All right, Greg. <laughs> shut crap. your shut your damn mouth. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Pete'll be back. Hopefully we'll see him in action. Um but this is again. The storyline goes is that we we see him suffering from this glaucoma, and then eventually he ends up in glaucoma surgery. Really sad stuff. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully we'll see Pete doing a little uh, doing a little moving and shaking, if you will. Sounds good to me. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this week. If you guys enjoyed what you heard, please reach out to us on Facebook at Champ and Climb Blow Your Mind. You can find us on Twitter at Blow Your Mind fourteen. You can also email us at Let Us Blow Your Mind at Gmail You can find us on our website champacline.com where not only can you find mullets and memories but you can also find all of our episodes of champ Climb blow your mind as well as our 24-hour podcast the 1440 so please be sure and check those out and let us know what you think uh you can also leave us a review on itunes that is the best way for us to be heard by other listeners so please consider uh dropping us one of those i know that we are actually greg we are coming to the end we are less than a season away, if you think about it. 19 episodes from this point. Um, no, I'm sorry, 18 episodes from this point, because we just finished episode 120. Wow. So we are 18 episodes, so we are less than a season away from finishing MacGyver. So we're like nine weeks nine weeks away from finishing the series. It's so been, what, a year and some change? It's been close to two. <laughs> I think we've been close to two, even increasing our episodes by two a week. Uh. So... Yeah, so Painful. let us know, let us know how we're doing. We're looking forward to getting to the end of this. We can jump into some other stuff. We've got some real cool stuff planned for you guys for the future, so hopefully you'll you'll stick with us. So that's going to wrap it up. So for my lots of memories this week, I am Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. Have a fantastic week. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke.